Raise your hand if you're really excited to watch Alante Taylor in 2023. I am. We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much as always, making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well. And I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, CrescentCitySports.com, USA Today's Saints Wire, Tuesdays on Locked on NFL. And here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Episode number two on this Saturday promised you that we would take a look at some of the players that we haven't talked about enough who could play big roles in 2023. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about three players on offense that could end up having a big role in 2023, two players returning on defense that we haven't seen yet that have a bright future in 2023, and to start everything off, Alante Taylor. Because Alante Taylor may have a firm grasp as the second best rookie cornerback in the NFL drafted this season, outside of, of course, Sauce Gardner, who's having an unbelievable rookie season. But Alante Taylor is not super far behind. The New Orleans Saints second round selection out of the University of Tennessee is a player that many assumed would have nothing more than a special teams role his first season, his rookie year here in New Orleans. I assumed that they were going to move him over to safety. The New Orleans Saints did not even think about that. They brought in some competition basically at cornerback too. So the idea was to start Marshawn Lattimore and whoever won the camp battle out of Paulson and Debo and Alante Taylor on the opposite side. The issue then became became that the uh you know Paulson and Debo was dealing with some injuries and things like that. So the Saints were forced to start Bradley Roby on the outside, who was also a part of that camp uh conversation and that camp sort of battle as well. He had more interceptions throughout training camp than the New Orleans Saints have had as a team all season so far. That is a true thing. That is a true stat. Uh, The New Orleans Saints with three interceptions so far this season. Bradley Roby had like seven or eight interceptions in training camp all by himself. So maybe that should have told us something. (laughs) But for Alante Taylor, um, it was clear that this guy was like in line to be a star. Cody Burns called him public enemy number one in one-on-ones. He consistently won his one-on-one matchups with, you know, fellow rookie Chris Olave, with Michael Thomas, with Jarvis Landry. This guy was all over the place. Then he finally got an opportunity to get out there and uh, have an opportunity to actually play the role as the season went along. And the Saints all of a sudden suffered more and more injuries in the secondary, a secondary that we were told was one of the deepest secondaries in the NFL. Then they went and traded away CJ Garner-Johnson, and I'm sure they'd love anything more but to have than to have CJ or would love nothing more than to have CJ Garner Johnson back in the building at this point. But Alante Taylor has been a bit of a revelation for the New Orleans Saints in the secondary and another strong showing piece of their rookie class along with Chris Olave. One of the things that we talked about after the New Orleans Saints draft this season was that Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, and Alante Taylor would be the three guys that basically made this draft class a success or a failure. If none of them worked out, then all of a sudden the New Orleans Saints looked like they were in bad shape with all the moves that they made. Well, two out of the three so far have panned out. 
Trevor Penning is the only one that remains to be seen. It's not that he's failed. He was injured. So he just simply remains to be seen at this point. So the Saints still very much in line to have a fantastic rookie class if Trevor Penning is also uh, out there, you know, gets his opportunity to go out there and absolutely ball out. But honestly, the performance at two premium positions, wide receiver and cornerback with top 100 pick investments has worked out so far. How good has Alante Taylor been so far this season? Well, amongst all cornerbacks across the NFL who have played at least 200 coverage snaps, which by the way is 90 cornerbacks, uh, Alante Taylor is sixth when it comes to NFL passer rating allowed. 63.8 is the sixth lowest. He has allowed the fifth lowest completion percentage amongst that group of cornerbacks at 49%. He's allowed the fifth lowest receiving yards with only 246 yards, around 10 yards per catch. I know he's played fewer games than some of these other guys as well, playing only eight games, but on average is performing extremely well there as well and has allowed the lowest uh, or the shortest longest reception uh, on on record for any of these uh, corners at only a 20-yard reception being his quote-unquote longest. So Alante Taylor absolutely outperforming the expectations across the NFL, but it doesn't stop there. You look at those same numbers across rookie cornerbacks, of which there are 16 who have played over 200 coverage snaps. He's second in passer rating, second in completion percentage, second in yards allowed, and then he's first when it comes to longest reception allowed, i.e. the lowest or the shortest longest reception allowed on that list. He has been absolutely outstanding. And here's the thing. Imagine him with a full season under his belt and a full training camp under his belt, because what we actually didn't see from Alante Taylor was a full training camp. He dealt with injury over the offseason, dealt with injury early on in the regular season as well. So now that he's going to have what will it, you know be for him in terms of when he was available, a full season by the end of these four games, and then an offseason, and mini camp, and training camp, and rookie minis, and OTAs, and all of that, getting into 2023, between he and Paul Sinadibo, it's going to be really, really tough for this New Orleans Saints team to make a decision about who it is that starts opposite Marshawn Lattimore when he returns next season. Um, Chris Richard actually telling me, I asked him during uh, his press conference on Thursday, if that is something they already have the answer for. Do they already know who's going to start opposite Marshawn Lattimore once Marshawn Lattimore returns? Chris Richard tells me, no, they don't yet. And they'll, they'll cross that bridge when they get there. And if they're looking for, let's say somebody to help them across that bridge, um, Alante Taylor has shown you so far this season that he's kind of already in line for a starting role, but could be even more in line with a starting role in 2023, where he could be even better than he is now. Now, remember, we got very excited about Paulson Adebo's rookie year. He's had a bit of a down second year so far, but a lot of that has to do more with injury than talent. When the guy's healthy, he's outstanding. And again, I question the play call more than I question the pass interference penalty that a lot of folks have made a big deal about from last week's game or the, the last game that they played in the loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think Paul Sanibo has looked better and better and better this offseason, and that does nothing but push a guy like Alante Taylor to be better and better and better this season as well. So uh, as much as we do talk about Alante Taylor, it's not enough. This kid might legitimately be the second best rookie corner in the NFL, not named Sauce Gardner, really kind of battling out that positioning with Tariq Woolen from over in Seattle. But the thing about Tariq Woolen is that way more yards allowed, five more yards allowed per catch as well, higher completion percentage, higher passer rating when targeted, 
And some of that has to do with the difference between the two defenses that these guys play. Seattle plays a lot of what's called a vision defense, heavy zone vision in the backfield, looking back at the quarterback, trying to take advantage of what's coming in and out of your area. Alante Taylor just gets the man up in New Orleans. And if anybody so far uh, has is going to find a way, or if there was anybody so far that was going to find a way to beat Alante Taylor, it probably would have started his first action against a Devontae Adams or his first action against a DeAndre Hopkins or whatever it was. I mean, he has played some of the best receiver talent in the NFL, and he's putting up some of the best numbers in coverage that we've seen from any cornerback across the NFL, not just the rookies this year. Alante Taylor is in for an even bigger 2023. Coming up next, two more rookie defenders that we haven't even gotten to see in 2022 that could play a bigger role in 2023, including a fan favorite in defensive back Smoke Monday. Who is he? What could he get done and how could he fit in? We'll break all of that down and more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at Tommy John. Don't let your loved ones face the dead of winter with these old t-shirts, ancient underwear, and ratty sweats. You know them better than that. You love the people that you're with. Help them out. Help your family out. Help them out with uh, fighting the cold with cozy by giving the gift of Tommy John. I love Tommy John. I've got a pair of their lounge pants, lounge shirts, some of the underwear as well. Some of the most comfortable articles of clothing that I own. Sometimes I wear them uh, out and I don't even care. I don't even care that they're pajama pants, basically. It's fine. Everything's good. That's how comfortable they are. All I care about is that I'm comfortable and they help that happen. And right now with their wrap it up sale, they're going to make sure that you've got everything that you need to make sure that you're getting the gift of comfort for everyone on your list, including yourself, new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. There's no better Christmas gift out there. So celebrate soft this season with the gift that keeps on giving with the new Tommy John line. You can go ahead and check them out right now with the Tommy John wrap it up sale and get 30% off of everything plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. Order now so that your gifts get here before the holidays. Don't wait. 30% off plus free shipping at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. That's tommyjohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. family continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints two more rookie defenders that didn't get an opportunity to show what they got here in 2022 that could have a bigger role in 2023 in fact it's going to be three i'm going to throw in a bonus one for you as well but let's start off with the headliner for sure that of course smoke monday an absolute fan favorite even though he never got the opportunity to hit the field here in 2022, feels like we were robbed. Unfortunately, dealt with an injury there that ended his season before he even got an opportunity to begin going to preseason injured reserve. But I heavily, heavily, heavily expect that he'll be back in New Orleans in 2023. By the way, appreciate you so much for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Every day, very grateful to be here with you. So what is it that makes Smoke Monday a player that I'm really, really, really excited about? Well, first of which, is that the New Orleans Saints need some help over in the secondary, particularly in a spot like filling the void that is no longer filled by a CJ Garner-Johnson who brought a ton of energy. Smoke Monday brings that energy. This guy is it was one of my favorites to watch all throughout training camp. He was somebody that came out, talked a lot of trash, 
uh, had a lot of fun though. You could see it all over his face. This dude was so excited about not only being in the NFL, right? Not only playing the sport that he dedicated his life to play, but being a New Orleans Saint as well. Remember at his draft party, he was wearing a, wearing a Drew Brees jersey. Uh, and he was driving down the street because he, he lived in the Atlanta area, driving down the street past Mercedes Stadium yelling, y'all got to see me twice a year now. All of that. Like this guy was so juiced to be a New Orleans Saint. So he's a perfect fit for the community as well. So I here's what I like about Smoke Monday's game. I like the talk. I like the energy. I like all of the intangibles that he brings, but this guy is also probably the biggest hitter in the 2022 draft class. This dude absolutely brings the pain when he makes a tackle, and he is looking to make you regret coming his way. (laughs) He wants you to think twice the next time you get an opportunity to come over the middle. He's somebody that has a lot of versatility. He can play nickel corner. He can play out back at safety. He can take the deep area of the field. He can play and run support as a strong safety, playing downhill. Great hitter, great tackler, all of those things. He's going to be a great special teamer as well. If given the opportunity there, that might be the place where he starts. But again, as we mentioned, we expected that for Alante Taylor and look what, hap- look what happened with him. The way that I explain Smoke Monday to people that are familiar with the Saints but aren't super familiar with kind of the intricacies of playing corner or safety or or, or slot corner is simply that he's a harder hitting PJ Williams, right? He's a PJ Williams who and, and look, PJ Williams is a solid tackler. He's one of the team's better tacklers in the secondary, in fact. But one of the things that you know from PJ Williams is that if you get him crossing the field or if you get him in the deep areas, then all of a sudden he's a liability. Smoke Monday, not as much in terms of that, a little bit more energy there, a little bit faster, a little bit more equipped, and a bigger hitter. So I I still would be a little bit nervous about him in deep coverage and all those other things. I wouldn't put him on an island as a single high safety, but man, letting him play in the box, letting him, if I can borrow a phrase from my friend Brandon Olson over at Locked on Gators, get Mixie in the middle, he would be so good in that role, I do believe. Now, I have to see, right? I believe that he'll be one of those players that gets a future reserve deal. I think that he'll be back with the team in 2023, get a real opportunity over the course of training camp. That's when you're going to be watching him. But he could end up playing a pretty pivotal role for this team. But Bradley Roby, up in age. The New Orleans Saints not really having an answer at slot corner. Chris Harris, up in age. They don't really have an answer there right now. Could Smoke Monday develop into that guy either right away in 2023 or over the course of the future, he's going to be a really, really fun player to watch, if nothing else. The next player that I want to discuss that hasn't actually seen the field yet so far this season, but could have a big role next year, would be DeMarco Jackson. Now, it's going to be tough for him to have a big role because you've got Demario Davis, you've got Pete Werner, you've got uh, Cade Nellis, but if DeMarco Jackson, the Appalachian State linebacker who Emery Hunt from CBS Sports uh, uh, CBS Sports network came through and spoke with us before the season, predicted that he would actually be the starter next to Demario Davis in 2022. But unfortunately, preseason injury, put on preseason injured reserve. Therefore, his season ended before it began. He's a born leader. He flies all around the field. He is somebody that makes some big plays, plays incredibly well downhill, understands run angles, understands pursuit angles, understands very much what his role is in terms of run fits and in run defense but is fast enough to bother a uh, bother a tight end in coverage, bother a slot wide receiver over the middle, making their life tough as they cross the middle of the field, all of that. So he might not be somebody that leaps into starterdom now, now that you've seen just how good Pete Warner is, now that you've seen just how good Caden Ellis is, 
Remember, the Saints have to resign Caden Ellis. They'll have to convince him to come back to New Orleans. So DeMarco Jackson could fit in there. Or in the more likely scenario, which is that Caden Ellis does return, we could see DeMarco Jackson in a situation to where he's kind of that prime special teamer, but also that prime backup guy that gets an opportunity if there's an injury there. And he is somebody that the New Orleans Saints, I know right now, would love to have active because you're seeing here on this Saturday, they activated Chase Hansen off of injured reserve. They moved Nephi Sewell back to the waivers. They'll probably pick him up, put him back on the practice squad. But they're having to shuffle around a little bit the talent underneath the or behind the starting talent um, uh, on the roster. DeMarco Jackson would help you answer that question. And let's talk about his brother that's not actually his brother, too. Another guy that could potentially have a big impact in 2022. I mentioned that there's no uh, uh, defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman on contract going into next season, which is true. However, uh, Jordan Jackson, who was drafted out of the Air Force, is on the practice squad, could be given a future reserve deal to be back. Smoke Monday, technically still under contract for another year and all that, too. He could end up in the same situation. Uh, But, you know, getting that guy on a future reserve deal, bringing him back next year, he could be behind David Onyemata if the New Orleans Saints extend him, which I think is a must-do over the course of this offseason, he could be in line for a starting role behind uh, David Onyemata. Who knows, right? Who else returns? Does Malcolm Roach come back? Does Shai Tuttle come back? Do the Saints draft in the defensive interior? Do they sign a free agent? Where do they go from here? If they can't answer that question, then the answer is Jordan Jackson. So he could also be in a bit uh, of a... Uh, he could be in line for a bigger role in 2023 as well. So he's our bonus there. Next, we'll jump over to the offensive side, two skill position players and another offensive player that we've seen or are going to see before the end of the season, but that are pivotal to the New Orleans Saints or could be pivotal to the New Orleans Saints in 2023. We're going to break those down as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Today's episode brought to you by Total Wine and more. One of my go-to spots when I'm looking for a refill on that uncle nearest, or I'm looking for my favorite Riesling or something like that. Total Wine and more has you completely covered. And you can find what you love, just like I always find what I love, over at Total Wine and more. If you're in New Orleans, there's one right over in Metairie. Barely even in Metairie. It ain't even much of a, it might even much of a journey if you're coming from uh, the, 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 the city area. So with so many great bottles to choose from, it's easy to find your favorite Cabernet, or maybe you're looking for a Chardonnay, or you're a Riesling lover like me, or you're looking for something else in, in the spirits world as well. They got you taken care of over there. Not the spirit world. They got you in the spirits world though. Uh, or maybe you're looking for the perfect guest for everyone on your list. And you want to do, you want to find everything that you need with the help of a friendly guide. Their customer service over there is absolutely un match. You can find it all at Total Wine and more. And you'll be able to do that with all the confidence of knowing that you found something special at the lowest price, which at the end of the day is really what matters, isn't it? Right? You want to get what you want, but you want to pay a reasonable price for it. Total Wine and more got you taken care of. So love what you find and find what you love only at Total Wine and more. Hey, they also offer curbside pickup as well as deliveries available in most areas. Visit TotalWine.com to learn more, drink responsibly, of course, and be 21. Let's get it. Hugh that Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks so much, as always, for being here with us. So we spoke about two defenders that haven't seen snaps yet in 2022 and won't see snaps in 2022, but could be in for a bigger role in 2023. 
thanks to just an oppor you know, opportunity uh, amongst all else. But there are a couple of players who have seen snaps in 2022 on the offensive side that could also be in for big roles. But a player that we haven't actually seen a snap from just yet could also be in for a big role in 2023. I want to start with him. That's running back Eno Benjamin. Now, I know there's been a lot of hesitation around Eno Benjamin because the release in Arizona was so kind of abrupt and out of nowhere, raised a lot of questions. Hey, what happened? Did he do something? What happened there? We kind of have a little bit more context around what's going on in Arizona these days. And then he was also recently waived by the Houston Texans. But remember, he only played like 12 total snaps for the Texans over those two weeks. They got healthier at the position. So the connection to him being let go in Houston makes a lot more sense, right? They, they brought him in to help out where they were injured. They're not as injured there anymore. Damian Pierce is back, all of that. He only played 12 snaps. Makes sense that you know you get the you get one of your guys back, then the first last guy in is the first guy out. New Orleans though put a waiver claim on him in uh, a couple of months ago when or a month or so ago when he was waived by the Arizona Cardinals. Put a waiver claim on him again. Now he is a New Orleans Saint. He'll be wearing number thirty one, by the way. At least he was during practice this week. We'll see what happens once he actually gets in there. But um. He is somebody that I think is so unique. I liked him a lot during the draft process coming out of Arizona State. He's somebody that you know has a benefit in terms of what he can do in the passing game. Uh, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can also run. I mean, you saw it. You saw what he can do against the Arizona Cardinals when the Saints played them on Thursday Night Football, and he gashed the New Orleans Saints time and time and time again, almost getting to 100 yards, and he was buried as like the third option in Arizona. And so I'm really excited to see what he can do in New Orleans, though I know that the playbook hasn't been very expansive for that position so far this season. So I'm really most interested in seeing what he can do next year because the way that waivers work is you pick up the contract that's left. So it's not like free agency to where you go from having no contract to getting a new contract. Waivers basically means you get picked up and whatever's left on your contract moves to that next team. So right now, he's costing the Saints less than $200,000 because there's only four games left in the season. But next year, He's on contract for what is basically the end of his rookie deal at just over a million dollars. So he could get to play a more pivotal role in 2023 if the Saints, A, figure out how to use their running backs in the passing game again and get that going a little bit as a change of pace player along with Alvin Kamara, who can do a little bit of everything. So this is where I get really excited about Anino Benjamin is that he brings you another corner where you can, or excuse me, another running back where you can effectively, and I know we use this cliche all the time but maintain the Alvin Kamara playbook, asterisk, right? There's only one Alvin Kamara. That's why you want to get the ball in his hands. But what you know, Benjamin brings you is somebody that allows you to kind of keep those same core principles without having to treat him as a between-the-tackles-only runner. The Saints have never really had this guy behind Alvin Kamara. The one opportunity that they really had to have him behind, you know, that type of player behind Alvin Kamara was with Boston Scott, and we all know how that ended up. They had Latavius Murray, who did great as another guy that could was a little bit more of a traditional running back, Mark Ingram more of a traditional running back, um, Tony Jones Jr., who they really liked, more of a traditional running back, David Johnson these days, more of a traditional running back. So getting a guy like Eno Benjamin in the building who can also catch passes out of the backfield, I would be looking at every way possible to scheme up getting both of them on the field at the same time, and then either splitting Alvin Kamara out wide and keeping, you know, Benjamin in the backfield and figuring out something creative to do there, or hell, have both of those players in the backfield. 
and see what you can get done there. So I'm very excited to see, you know, Benjamin A for the last four weeks of the season here, but also B moving ahead to 2023 as he will be under contract with the New Orleans Saints then, unless they make the decision to terminate that contract over the offseason. But considering the lack of options that they have at running back going into 2023, keeping, you know, Benjamin, bringing in, you know, Benjamin on waivers could serve a lot more of a purpose than just, hey, we don't have another running back behind Alvin Kamara that we really like for the last four weeks. It goes beyond that because David Johnson goes back to being a free agent at the end of this year. You know, Benjamin does not. Two players that we've actually seen that could be in for bigger roles in 2023, offensive line out of Montana State, Lewis Kidd. I know he was somebody that a lot of folks were excited about coming into this year. He's gotten starting experience now, became one of the few Montana State alums to start an NFL game played valiantly there, has moved over to different guard positions, played a little bit of tackle during the uh, preseason, particularly during those Green Bay Packers joint practices when both Trevor Penning and James Hurst were hurt on like back-to-back plays. So he ended up going in at right tackle. So there was a whole bunch going on there. But he's a player that I think plays a key position for you because I think that he could be your patented sixth man next season, depending upon what happens with James Hurst, depending upon what happens with Calvin Throckmorton, Lewis Kidd could be next in line to be that kind of six man that they can move all over the place, use him in jumbo sets, all of that. But he also serves a pivotal role for the New Orleans Saints as a pure guard backup, which is a thing that the Saints have struggled to have over the course of the past few seasons. They've had to move players around, shuffle the offensive line, do all that crazy stuff. Now you have a guy who is pretty good on the interior, has steps to grow. Of course, he's an undrafted free agent rookie year in 2022. It'd be weird if he didn't have some mishaps, but him with another year of preparation under his belt, another year or a first year of NFL experience under his belt, all of that is only going to get better from this point forward. And he doesn't have a bad foundation to already build off of. Another player that we got a little bitty bit of a glimpse of just, just a couple weeks ago is, I'm going to say this very slowly, because y'all know I had a problem with this name over the course of the offseason. I kept calling him Nick. We know it's not Nick. It's tight end Lucas Krull from the Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, one of the go-to targets outside of Jordan Ad- Ad- Addison from the or for uh, Kenny Pickett, who of course now is the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. Uh, Krull is somebody that could step into a bigger role next year because Nick Vanette's not on contract. We'll see what happens when it comes to, I mean, you know, John Johnson is a long, is a staple in New Orleans now. He ain't going nowhere. Adam Trotman's still on his rookie deal. So all of a sudden, Cruel could be active on game days. He could be on the active roster, all of that. So he would be another one that I would look out for. And if I'm the Saints, I'm trying to get as many looks at him as possible to, to sort of figure things out because tight end is a place where they've never really struck a rhythm over the course of the season outside of Juwan Johnson. They never really had another very prominent receiving threat there. Adam Troutman dealing with injury, of course, but also a lot of blocking, all of those things in terms of what his role has been, hasn't really been that of a receiver. Although we saw that kind of take a step forward with Andy Dalton, that quarterback, but not necessarily living up to the expectations just yet. So getting another look at Lucas Krul is definitely a big part of it. And I'll tell you one player, I'll give you a bonus on offense as well. One player we're going to get another look at this weekend is wide receiver Kirk Merritt, somebody that we were very excited about during the preseason that we continue to watch, the Destrahan native. Yeah, I said it again. Um, he is somebody that was elevated last week, or not last week, the week before last in Tampa, didn't get a lot of opportunities there, 
but will be elevated again this week and should get some opportunities against Atlanta. When you have so many question marks surrounding the wide receiver position, what's the future of Michael Thomas? Will Jarvis Landry be back? Will some of these other pieces be back outside of Chris Olave as well as Rashid Shahid? This is a prime opportunity for Kirk Merritt to go out there and show what he can do as a returner if he gets that opportunity. Well, he won't get that opportunity because Rashid Shahid's too good, but you know they know that he brings some value as a re- as as depth in the returner room. He also is somebody that comes in and can you know if he can contribute in the passing game as well as in the run game or however it is that they want to use him. Then all of a sudden he could be in line for more opportunities in 2023, depending upon how that wide receiver room shakes out as well. So those are the players that I feel like we haven't talked enough about. I don't know that we've still talked enough about them. There's still a lot of things to keep an eye out here uh, when it comes to, but the players that we discussed, Alante Taylor, who's having a great rookie season, second best rookie cornerback in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned at this time, defensive players like Smoke Monday, DeMarco Jackson, and Jordan Jackson, keep an eye out on for 2023. We won't see them in action in 2022. But getting an opportunity to see them in 2023 could be something, although we might see Jordan Jackson toward the end of the season. He's on the practice squad. And then guys like Eno Benjamin, who the Saints recently signed off of waivers, we'll get a look at him this season. Guys we've seen already like Luke, uh, Lewis Kidd, Lucas Kroll, as well as, of course, Kirk Merritt, who we're going to see more of on Sunday. Uh, these guys all get an opportunity to show what they can do before the end of the season and have a big role in 2023. So some guys that we haven't talked about enough, but hopefully did justice for today. Coming up next time that you see me, it'll be our postcast live episode on the Locked On Saints YouTube page. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Saints YouTube page. I'll be able to go live right after uh, media availability and everything once the Saints and Vikings game comes to an end tomorrow afternoon. And then, of course, we'll have a brand new episode up and ready for you uh, before Monday morning, very likely as well, a full episode for you. So I appreciate you as always making us a part of your day, part of your routine, making us your first listen of the day. Don't forget to go and check out Locked on Sports today as your second listen today as well to help you get all the news around the NFL and more around the world of sports. Appreciate you as always making me part of your day, part of your routine, saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. Trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.